You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Professor Douglas Allard's 22-minute and 17-second Classic Armchair Audio Theatre Company presents Lady Chatterley's Lover by D.H. Lawrence Abridged Too Far by me, Professor Douglas Allard Available for lectures, after-dinner speaking and book signings also house clearance and some garden. Lady Chatterley's Lover is a fascinating book. Groundbreaking, pioneering, daring and utterly, utterly filthy. Published in 1928, when most people would have thought that most other people would have known better, Dirty Herbert Lawrence's novel is littered with licentiousness, lasciviousness, and loads of what can only be described as having it off. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm no prude, but in just 304 pages, Lady Constance Chatterley has it off no fewer than 13 times, in all manner of ways. However, for such a smutty book, there's an awful lot of waffle about culture and class, politics and the hopelessness of the human condition trapped in a mechanised ethos, and coal mining. But for those of you who don't have the time or the inclination to spend the 8 hours and 12 minutes that it takes the average person to read it, or even to skim through and find the good bits on pages 53, 116, 125, 133, 134, 173 to 176. Oh, and page 212 isn't bad either. But my 22-minute and 17-second classic armchair audio theatre company is about to bring you the shockingly rude Lady Chatterley's Lover in just 22 minutes and 17 seconds. All you have to do is download, sit back and listen. Listeners are warned that the following programme contains scenes of a sexual nature and adult language from the start. Tits. Ours is essentially a tragic age, so we refuse to take it tragically. I married Sir Clifford Chatterley in 1917 when he was home on leave. We had a month's honeymoon. Then he went back to Flanders. To be shipped back to England six months later, more or less in bits. 
I was 23 years old. He was 29. Crippled forever, confined to a motorized bath chair and knowing he could never have children, he brought me to his family home, Rugby Hall in the Smoky Midlands, to keep the Chatterley name alive while he could. Mind the furniture, Clifford. What? <laughs> not to worry. How are you today, darling? I'm ridiculous. No, no, you're not. It was the war. I know it was. But the war was ridiculous. The army was ridiculous. The old buffer generals were all ridiculous. The tanks, the planes, the trenches, the gas and the cannons were all utterly ridiculous. But it's over now, Clifford. Yes! And what do we have in its place? A ridiculous government running a ridiculous country ridiculously. I tell you, Connie, all life is ridiculous and modern life is ridiculously so. Now, I'm going to take a turn around the rose garden. Don't forget to open the French windows. Bibi! <sighs> and so, that's how young Constance Reed becomes Lady Chatterley and mistress of an ugly, stately home surrounded by wretched, begrimed, blank dreariness, populated by people as haggard, shapeless and dreary as the countryside. Hello. I'll do. And as unfriendly. You stuck-up, posh, lardy cow. Oh. <sighs> Clifford! Coming through! Oh, not to worry. Did you want something, my dear? Yes. I was thinking that maybe we could leave Rugby. Leave Rugby? Yes, and live somewhere with fewer adjectives. Somewhere a bit less wretched, begrimed, blank, dreary. Sod off! And unfriendly. We can't do that. Because even though family is ridiculous and tradition is ridiculous, I have to stay here because of my family tradition. But that's ridiculous. I know it is. I did warn you, didn't I? Besides, I have ambitions and have taken to writing curious and personal stories about people. Are they ridiculous? Naturally. But they're also very clever, rather spiteful, and in some mysterious way, meaningless. Oh. Whoops! So they stay at Ragby Hall. He writes, she sighs, and clever friends visit and talk about life and culture and politics and social justice and sex. A lot. Until one day... Connie! Yes, Clifford? Where have you been? Lying prone in the bracken, staring at the sky in wistful, introspective abandon, and... Yes, yes, good for you. Now, I've invited a young virile Irish chap to come and stay here at Ragby. Really? Yes, he's a bit of a caddish bounder who I don't like the sound of, but he writes smart society plays, and I thought I might pick up a few pointers, so be nice to him. When's he coming? Any moment. Hello. Now. Oh, hello, Mr... Call me Michaelis, because that's my name and what I'm called. Nothing more or less is what it is and all I am. Oh. So, Michaelis, these smart society plays of yours... There's really nothing to them. They're ridiculous? Ridiculously so. I knew it! Right, do excuse me. I'm off to my study to toss one off for myself. Don't forget to open them. Never mind. So, Mr. Michaelis... At your service, Lady Chatterley. Tell me, are you married? Ah, oh, no, my lady. I'm an altogether lonely bird. Oh. My good lady, are you unwell? No, it's just your queer grin of a smile appears to have affected my very womb. You're not the first to say this. May I hold your hand a moment? Oops, there goes my very womb again. And the next thing you know, they're having it off. It takes about a page and a half, soup to nuts. Really doesn't sound like much to write home about. <sighs> And now I suppose you'll hate me. No, no, no. I mean, it wasn't great, but... You're so good to me. Don't mention it. Particularly to Clifford. And so Lady C and this Michaelis chap, they start an affair. 
which goes on for quite a few pages and takes up loads of adjectives. Apparently, it arouses in her a wild, melancholic, attentive and aloof sort of compassion, as well as a yearning, wild, soothing and burning physical desire, which he totally fails to satisfy. <sighs> How was that for you? How was what for me? But, with a lot of resolve and a big thesaurus, they manage to keep it going for a couple of chapters until she goes and visits him in London. Come quickly, my love. I know you do. I want to make love to you so badly. Which he does. Several times. But at least Connie cheers up. She stops sighing and lying around wistfully in the bracken and settles down to life at Ragby. Get stuff! And up yours too! And has lots of long convoluted discussions about marriage, sex, architecture, Bolshevism, sex, class, religion, education, sex, agronomy, industry, sex, oh, and the role of art in defining the human experience in a postmodern existence. And sex. Ah, look at this, Connie, my dear. These woods, this land of ours. It's so damnably lovely. Yes, Clifford, dear. It's when I'm out here in these woods on our land that I wish I had a son. A chatterley that I could bring here and teach to set man traps and shoot trespassers like my father taught me. Then I'm sorry that we can't have a son, Clifford. Well, you could. Could I? I wouldn't mind, as long as the little bastard is brought up as a chatterley. But what about the other man? You could do it with anyone you want. Anyone? Anyone. How about Michaelis? <laughs> Apart from him, obviously. He's such a bounder and an Irish Johnny-come. Quickly. I was going to say lately. So not him? Not him. But anyone else? Anyone you fancy. Wouldn't bother me. Heel, boy. Ah, Mellers. Oh, afternoon, Sir Clifford, sir. Connie, say hello to Mellers. Hello, Mellers. Well, you lay chip. Mellers is my new gamekeeper, aren't you, Mellers? Yes, that's right, Sir Clifford. You lay chip, sir. That be I am. And tell me, how do you like it, Mellers? Oh, often, ma'am. I beg your pardon. Oh, begging your pardon and all. I meant often, you lay chip. I say, Mellers, could you give me a quick jump? With pleasure, you lay chip, sir. Off we go. Pip pip. Whoops. <laughs> Well, he went off quick, didn't he? Like all the men in my life. And so back she goes to Ragby Hall with Clifford, where, over lunch... Can you pass the salt, please, dear? Whoops! Sorry! So who is this new gamekeeper, Clifford? Mellers. Yes, Mellers. Where does he come from? No idea, but I was glad to get him. It's almost impossible to find a good man round here. Don't I know it? What? I said, is he married? He was. Was? Yes, to a bad sort of woman who went off with a man. Or several men, actually. So this man is alone? I suppose he is. Why do you ask? No reason, just wondered. Idle curiosity, passing fancy. Can you pass the... Actually, don't worry, I'll get it my... Oops! <sighs> By the way, did I tell you I've invited that terrible man Michaelis back for a visit? Why on earth did you do that? I don't know, really. I, mean, I can't stand the chap, but I keep asking him to visit. When's he arriving? Any moment. Hello. Now. Mr. Michaelis. Your ladyship. Lord Chatterley, old chap, I was wondering if I could have a moment alone with Lady Chatterley here. I don't see why not. Really? Really? I'll just take a quick roll around the garden. Don't forget to... He's a clumsy fecker, isn't he? What do you want with me, Mick? Oh, Connie, I was thinking to myself, why don't you and I make a clean thing of it and get married? But I am married. 
I can't leave Clifford. Why not? After six months, he'll hardly know you're gone. Why are men always so wrapped up in themselves? I'm sorry, did you say something? So come on now, how do you feel about it? No, I can't leave Clifford. Now excuse me, I'm going out to wander wistfully through the woods. Can I come with you? You've never managed yet. So, after this, poor Connie, Lady C, goes back to the thesaurus and carries on being depressed, dejected, ponderous, melancholic, dispirited, exhausted, disconsolate, foaming, and occasionally tremulous. Until one day. Beep, beep! Sorry! Up you get, old girl. I want to have a bit of a chat. Yes, Clifford, what is it? Well, I've noticed that you're looking a bit peaky and thin, pale, sickly and drawn as well. You're wasting away. You've got to be amused and stimulated and get some joie de vivre back in your life. Mm, Yes, Clifford, I suppose you're right. Of course I'm right. And so that's why I've decided to get myself a private nurse. You're getting a nurse to help me? Yes. No. Sort of. I don't want you having to look after me. Aww. Particularly if you're going around all day with a face like a slapped ass. Oh. So I've hired Mrs. Bolton. I'll do. She can look after me. Men, eh? So what shall I do? I thought you could wander through the woods, wistfully. <sighs> Very well. Right then, your lordship. I suppose you want me to start pushing you around then? <laughs> <laughs> so Connie, Lady C sets back out on her moody wanderings. And one day, she discovers a little hut. Or shed. Or cabin. Or maybe even hutch. Mellors! Ma'am, your ladyship. I wondered what the hammering was. It were me, hammering. Yes. Yes. What a charming little shed this is. It's a ut. Not a shack or a hutch. No, it's a ut. I think I might like to come here sometimes and sit. Do you think I may have a key? Key? Yes, a key. I don't know as that is another key. Very well then. I didn't really want one anyway. As your ladyship says. I do say, and I'll wish you good day. Now, pay attention, Mrs. Bolton. You grip it firmly between your fingers. But it's so odd. Nonsense. You'll soon get the hang of it. So, what do I do with it now? Well, you can move it up or down or side to side. Mm. How about there? Oh! <laughs> gotcha. Checkmate. Oh. Clifford, I... Oh, am I disturbing you? No, no, dear. I'm just teaching Mrs. Bolton to play double entendre chess. His lordship keeps whipping his bishop out and taking me in all sorts of positions. How was your walk? Was it wistful? And reflective and profound and absorbful. Good for you. Mrs. Bolton has been telling me at quite some length about conditions in the pit villages around here. Oh, terrible they are. Hard times and riffraff and old machines and Bolshevism and cabbage smells and no money and folks unhappy and the mine empty and bushes growing. So I've decided to devote my energies to reinvigorating the local minds by designing new technologies to harness the astounding possibilities of kills. That's nice for you, dear. It might take up a lot of my time. I thought it might. But Mrs. Bolton thinks I'll be very good at it. Does she, dear? Yes. She's quite a remarkable woman. Although she does go on a bit. I think I'll take another wistful wander in the woods. Right you are, dear competition and it's all a bit shit really oh it's you is it your ladyship yes mellers 
I've come to see the baby chicken. Have you? Yes. Can I touch it? Oh, uh, the baby chicken. Oh, that. Yeah, I suppose you may. Thank you. And uh, I got your key. For the shed. Hut. Hut. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. You shouldn't cry. Come. Lie down here with queer obedience. And finally, we arrive at page 160. One of the most thumbed pages in literature. Containing lots of lugubriously queer thrills. And a bit of helplessly desirous groping. To the left. There's some queer thwarted clumsiness amongst her clothing. Oh, yes. And so, whilst they get on with that, I think this is a good time to hear a word from our sponsor. and, And don't worry, we'll have finished before they do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Abridged Too Far, Lady Chatterley's Lover. Where Lady Chatterley is enjoying a quiver of exquisite pleasure through her soft, quiescent body. And a springing of seed. A lifting of a great cloud. And finally, a mysterious stillness. And after this first time, there are lots of other times. On pages 125, 133, 135, and so on and so on, as Lady Chatterley gets taken repeatedly up the hutch, amongst other places. And as she drops her guard, he thankfully drops his accent. Oh, Mellis, do you love me? I expect so. Really? Probably. Honestly? Possibly. How much? Some. Lots? Uh, maybe. Tell me. Can't. Try. It's complicated. Why? Well. What? See. So? So. It's hard. It's always hard. Conversation really isn't their strong point, is it? But, luckily, Sir Clifford is always on hand to pontificate. Modern working practices aligning with the aims of the working man. As I was saying to Mrs Bolton, you can't alter the makeup of things. It's not my fault that I'm rich and clever and the miners are poor and stupid. Really, dear? Which is what Mrs B said, because, as I told her, I am a man and they are animals. You need a masterful master like me to rule over them. Really, dear? Which is why, as I explained to Mrs. Bolton, you, Connie, need to give me a son. Really, dear? Of course! Don't argue with me! If you give me a child of any healthy, normally intelligent man, I'll make a chatterly of him. Because I am clever and able and brilliant and... Bugger! My bloody chair's stuck! Be careful, Clifford! Don't tell me what to do, dammit! I know how to... Bloody, arsing, stupid, arsingly, bloody... Now you're stuck. I know! Use your horn. I can't use my bloody horn. I meant the hooter on the chair. Oh. Someone else might come. 
Are you called your lordship, sir? Ah, Mellis, can you mend my chair for me? Afraid I don't reckon I can, Lord Chatley, sir. Well, you're no bloody use, are you? Clifford! Shut up! I, I can give you a poosh. No, it's got to work. Try kicking it. Ow! She meant a bloody chair, you idiot. Oh, right, yeah. There, see? Now, stand back. You're not moving, Clifford. Let me push you. No! Clifford! I am the ruling class! This is my land! I am the boss! Oh, give him a shove, Mellors. Here goes. Eve! I'm the king of the world! Ah! I'm all right. Nothing to worry about. I'm fine. Oh, my darling! Are you hurt? It's just a strain. Shall I... Kiss it better for you. Oh, go on then. Please don't look at me. In fact, look away. It will be of no interest to you. So, after a few more pages of kissing it better, Lady C has some news to break to Lord C over dinner. Open wide, Lord Chatterley. Here comes the choo-choo train into the mm. tunnel. Thank you, Mrs Bolton. Clifford... My big sister, Hilda, wants me to go with her to Venice. Here comes another one. Chuff, chuff, chuff. And I thought I would. Who's a good, clever lordship? <laughs> I am. Did you, dear? Yes. And I was thinking maybe I could bring you back a little something. You mean like a vase? I've broken all the other ones. No, Clifford. I was thinking about... A little something else. Something you'd really like? A bigger vase. Well, do have a nice time, dear. Now, if you're a very good lord and eat all your meat up, then you can have some nice pudding. Oh! Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Connie, darling! God, this place is dreary. I don't know how you stand living here. Anyway, hop in, little sis, and we'll buzz off together to Venice. Very well. But before we go, Hilda, there's someone I want you to meet. Someone from around here? Yes. I want you to meet my boyfriend. Ooh. Darling, guess what I've brought with me? Is it a bunch of flowers that we can weave into each other's pubic hair? Uh, no. It's my sister, Hilda. He's a servant? Oh, Connie, my sweet. You know I'm not a snob. That I am an all. I'm Lord Chatterley's gamekeeper. What did he say? He said, yes, he is. He's Lord Chatterley's gamekeeper. What's been fudging the arse of your sister? What? And twanging a funny with me tadger and... What and is the man talking about? To an owl I don't understand a word he's going on about. And porking herself stupid. It's I'll very nice to meet you, Mr. Mellors. But we have to be going now. And bars, cooks and buttocks too. I'm taking Lady Chatterley to Venice. To Venice? In Italy. Connie, darling, you know I'm really not a snob, but really. Now come along, let's be going. Actually, Hilda, could you pick me up in the morning? I'm just going out to pick a bunch of flowers. So Connie and Mellors spend a final night doing some pubic flower arranging before she heads off to Venice with her sister, who, it turns out, is a bit of a snob. They meet up with some artist bloke called Duncan. Sex is wonderful, women are terrible and art is everything. And spend a few chapters lounging around the Lido in the sun, 
having long conversations about art and culture. And, oh, and sex. And Connie starts getting letters from home, bringing her up to speed on the plot. My dear Constance. Dear Lady Chatterley. We have a little local excitement as the errant wife of Mellors the Gamekeeper has turned up. Bold as brass. Saying she has returned to him as his legal wife. Lying there without a stitch on, so she was. In purest naturalaribus and accusing him of carrying on with a fancy woman. If you please. It's quite the local scandal. We're all a buzz. I have spoken to Mellors about the business. Dirty goings on in his hut. Upholding decency. Unspeakable vulgarity. The man was quite insolent. And depravity. So I have fired him and thrown him out on his... Arse. Ear, hoping you're keeping well and enjoying your holiday. Your loving husband, Clifford. Your sincerely, Eunice Bolton, Mrs. You've been getting a hell of a lot of post, haven't you? Yes. And I have to go home to Mellor's. Mellors, I'm pregnant. How did that happen? How do you think? Are you happy? Oh, I'm not going to say as I am. Oh, cut the accent. Sorry. Now, I'm having a child, and so you and I have to get divorced. But we're not married. Not from each other. You have to divorce, and I have to get Clifford to agree. To divorce me? Me! Right. Well, get on with it. Right. Clifford, I'm pregnant. Marvellous! And I want a divorce. But... Why? Because I'm in love with the father of my baby. He's not foreign, is he? But damn it, even if he is, I don't care. He's not foreign. He's your gamekeeper. Mellors! You said I could do it with anyone and you wouldn't mind. But not that scum, that bumptious lout, that miserable cad. I take it you're not happy for us. My God! Is there no end to the beastly lowness of women? Well, if you feel like that, you won't mind divorcing me. No! Won't! Shan't! You can't make me so there! Oh, oh, Mummy! Oh, there, there, your lordship. You come to Mummy and have a nice little suckle. <coughs> I think you'd better be off, your ladyship. Yes, be off. And so Lady Chatterley bees off to Scotland. Mellors goes to the country works on a farm and writes her a long love letter, and, well, that's it. We never really find out what happens to them, which ironically is a rather disappointing climax. But, at least after just 22 minutes and 17 seconds, it came quickly. Thanks for listening. Lady Chatterley's Lover by D.H. Lawrence was abridged too far by me, Professor Douglas Ullard, with some help from David Spicer. The voices you heard were Julian Ball, Joanna Brooks, David Menkin, Caroline Rogers, and Ben Stark. The audio production was by John Schwab. It was directed by John Schwab and David Spicer, and was a Broadway Podcast Network production.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.